Well, it is a blessing to be able to open up the Word of God with you guys. And we're going to go to the book of Proverbs, uh, book of Proverbs chapter 1 this morning. Um, as I said before, it's a blessing to be able to open up the Word of God. It's a blessing to be able to sing together with all of you and sing how great is our God. Um, it's a... Um, Today we're going to start a seven-week series in the book of Proverbs. Seven-week series in the book of Proverbs. We're going to learn um, what the Bible says and how to live and walk a life with wisdom. I don't know about you guys, but I strongly believe we're living in times in our lives that we are missing. We have a lot of knowledge. We have a lot of information. But we have very little bit of wisdom. A lot of knowledge, a lot of information, but very little bit of wisdom. So we began the year with a seven-week series in, uh, about faith. And there's one thing we do need in the new year, as we move forward in the new year, and we don't know what's going to happen, we definitely need faith. We need faith to trust in God. But besides faith, we need also wisdom. Because with wisdom, with faith, we're going to end up, we're going to understand how to trust in God. And with wisdom, we're going to understand how do we make better decisions for our lives. So faith is about trusting in God. Wisdom is acting according to God. Which we are missing a lot of that in the world nowadays. Life is so full, so packed with decisions that we have to be making every single day. And you need faith. You need to trust God as you make decisions. But as you trust in God uh, as you make decisions, you also have to be wise in making the best decisions because from whatever you decide to do, that is going to be your result. So what you decide today is going to be the result of tomorrow. And where you are today is the result of the decisions you made yesterday or before. So every book in the Bible, for this uh, study on wisdom, we're going to be talking about the book in the book of Proverbs. And for every book in the Bible, there is a specific purpose. For example, in, in the Psalms, the book of Psalms are devoted to a devotional life. That's why when you, when you want to uh, read a prayer, when you want to read about a devotional life, you want to read about some struggles that somebody was having, how can that help you? You go to the book of Psalms and, and you read a lot of prayers, you read, about, uh, read a lot of thoughts and encouragement from the book of Psalms because it's a book devoted to a devotional life. And when you come to the book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs is devoted to practical life. So this book is a divine wisdom. It's a book of divine wisdom applied to earthly conditions. So the book of Proverbs is a divine book of wisdom applied to earthly conditions. The book of Proverbs should become the funda a fundamental part of our spiritual diet. It should be a book that we read almost every day, even if you only read half a chapter a day. It should be a book that, come, that, that it becomes part of our spiritual diet, that it shapes you and it forms you. And, and, and I hope that during and after this series in the book of Proverbs, you, you'll get fired up and you become a student of this book, of this wonderful book that can really help us to have a better life. Practical wisdom. 
decision making. I hear a lot of I hear a lot of people say that making good practical decisions it has not to do nothing to do with the book of Proverbs, but it's a lot about a lot of common sense. But but I learned by a saying that a friend of mine has. A friend of mine keeps on saying old every time I see him, and I and sometimes I tell him, you know what? I'm frustrated with this. I'm frustrated with that. I don't know why people cannot use common sense. And my friend usually tells me, uh, Oscar, common sense is not very common nowadays. You probably know who that is, right? That's Pastor Roy. You know? Society in general seems to suffer from this. We just don't listen much. We don't use a lot of common sense. Listen, listen to some actual labels, instructions on products. This is how we know that people don't use a lot of common sense, okay? This is how they put on labels. You, you know how when you buy something, it has a label. Even when you buy a car, it has a label on the window and it gives you some uh, warnings there. Well, on Sears, hair dryer, do not use while they're sleeping. Seriously? I didn't know that was a thing. Does somebody dries their hair while they're sleeping? Uh, on a packing for an iron, do not iron clothes while on the body. Do people really do that? They get the iron and they... <laughs> so a lot of people, they just don't use a lot of common sense. For night sleep aid, there's a warning that says, Warning! It may cause drowsiness. I thought that was the purpose of night sleep aid, right? On most brands of Christmas tree lights, look at it. Check this out. You're going to be checking on this next year. I mean, this year, when Christmas time comes. On Christmas lights, it says, uh, only good for in and outdoors. I thought that was the use of it. It's either you use it in or outdoors, right? It's only either or. Uh, on a child Superman custom, wearing of this garment does not enable you to fly. Here's a good one for those guys who like construction. On a chainsaw, do not attempt to stop the chain with your hands. Hope you don't. <laughs> and there's this warning on a stroller. And this is a real warning on a stroller for children. It says, it says this, remove child before folding. <laughs> I hope you do that. You're, you're going to kill your kid. You know, I think one of the most humorous ones that I found is one that has a sign in the malls or the shopping centers where, where there are stores that are doing ear piercings. And the sign says, ear pierce while you wait. Ear pierce while you wait. I mean, are, are those people saying, you know, you can come and drop off your ears and you don't have to wait? You know, ear pierce while you wait. I, I don't know what you think, but not a lot of wisdom, not a lot of common sense nowadays. We live in the most complex time in history in the world. Human beings have never had such immediate access to such an overwhelming amount of information. We live in a digital age. Globalization has created tempests of cultures, worldviews, and ideologies. All competing for space and influence. New technologies are continually uh, entering into our lives and so much information. So we are living in the most era of information, but not a lot of wisdom. So this calls for wisdom. This calls for wisdom because we may have a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, but not practical wisdom. 
We need this practical wisdom as we make decisions in our everyday life. And that's why we come to the book of Proverbs. What does proverb mean? Proverbs means a brief saying. Proverbs are not meant to be long. They're not meant to be complicated. They're meant to be a brief saying as opposed to many words. Proverbs are short statements drawn from a, li- from a lifelong experiences. In other words, the person who wrote the book of Proverbs had a lot of lifelong experiences, but he reduced, he, 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 he summarized the amount of knowledge he had and put it in small statements so that we can see those statements and we can remember those statements. And those statements have as a purpose from God for us to be able to see those statements, read them, learn them, understand them, so we can apply them in life, so then our lives can be different than what some of our lives are. Proverbs are short statements. A brief saying of wisdom the Hebrew word for wisdom is the, uh, the, 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 the Hebrew word for proverb is the word mashah, which means summarize or condense. But, but this word goes together with another word that is the word jogma. Jogma is the word for wisdom. And basically, when you put mashal and jogma together, it, it means basically that you have a brief saying of wisdom. The ability God gives a person to be able to uh, be used by God with the knowledge God has given you and to put it in practice so you can live a practical life of wisdom. Wisdom is living in a proper sense of values. You might know the values, but if you don't apply wisdom, you don't live in the proper sense of values. It is living in life of what is true. You live, you act according to the truth that you know. It's living in what is right and what is lasting. So the Hebrew idea of wisdom is practical. And it's not just knowledge, it's practical. It's something you do. It's the ability to make the right choices in life that will lead you to a blessed life. That's why we have the book of Proverbs. Wisdom is at the core of this book of Proverbs. Wisdom is the primary, uh, is primary the ability to make right decisions. So for the purpose of this book is to develop practical skills to live according to God. So I encourage everybody, begin reading a, a, a chapter of Proverbs per day. Even if you read half a chapter of Proverbs, but, but make sure that these practical skills that the book of Proverbs is giving you is for you to apply them in your life. Wisdom is primarily and fundamentally the ability to make the right God-honoring choices in your life. Wisdom is different than knowledge. Wisdom is knowledge applied. In, in, ancient, in ancient times, wisdom was not primarily, and I want you to pay attention to this, if you take something out of the whole, everything that I'm going to be talking about this morning, it, 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 it's this that I want you to take home. In ancient, in ancient times, wisdom was not primarily about the IQ of a person. It's not about primarily about the IQ of a person. It is not primarily about the information in our day. We tend to confuse information with wisdom. In the Bible, wisdom, uh, wisdom was not just the accumulation of great knowledge. Wisdom was the extremely practical 
that we have to put in our lives, that we have to live in our lives. The book of Proverbs is wisdom that give you that gives you the ability to live a good life, to discern right from wrong. It is a God honoring honoring course of action in your life. Someone described wisdom, and, and they make between the, the different the difference between uh, knowledge and wisdom, and it goes like this: knowledge. It is needed to pass the test at school, but wisdom is needed to pass the test in life. Knowledge is learned. Wisdom is given. Knowledge comes by looking around. Wisdom comes by looking up. Knowledge comes by studying. Wisdom comes by meditation. Wisdom teaches one on how to apply his knowledge, and we all need it because we all need to live uh, we all need to live better lives peaceful lives god honoring life so so we need to live making wise decisions and for that we need wisdom apply in our lives especially in the times that we're living as i was saying before the apostle paul tells uh, the church in ephesus in Ephesus chapter one, uh, chapter 5, uh, verse uh, 15 through verse 17, the Apostle Paul makes sure that he tells them something that he echoes from the book of Proverbs. And, and as, uh, as we... Can we put the text in the, in the screen, please? Thank you. Uh, Be careful, he says, then, how you live. Be careful how you live. So, so the Apostle Paul gives a warning. You know, be very careful in how you live. You know, a lot of times we, we, we feel like we have a lot of time to go. We have, we have time in life. We, you know, instead of doing something that needs to be done today, I will just do it tomorrow. I don't know if you know any of those people that, that everything is, I will do it tomorrow. We'll do it the next day and the next day never comes, right? Like if time, like, like if time is not passing by. And when you less expect the time is gone. Time is gone really quick. And so the Apostle Paul says, Be very careful then how you live. It's a warning. Do not leave us unwise, but as wise. How, how does this happen? How do you leave us a wise person? And then he says in verse 16, Making the most of every opportunity. A wise person, Paul says, Leave Lives life making the best of every opportunity, taking advantage, taking advantage of every opportunity of every minute. We're living times where people love, a lot of people love to waste time. As if they're always going to be there. And he says, the reason I'm telling you to be, be very careful in how you live your life. It's because the days are evil. Anybody can attest to that? Anybody says amen to that? Are the days evil? Oh man. Oh man. The days are so evil nowadays. It's, it amazes me the way people think now. And the way they have ignored God. It's just amazing. Therefore, do not be foolish. But understand... What the Lord's will is. Do not be foolish. So, so there is two. There, there is two sizes here. Be wise. Do not be foolish. Practical, godly wisdom is needed in every decision of our life. A fool 
In order, in other, in other, in other hand, in other words, uh, biblically speaking, it's not. I mentioned before that it's not a primary low IQ a person has. They are not primarily a fool. It's not that they have a low IQ. They are not primarily marked by ignorance. Fully, in the Old Testament, is primarily a problem of the will, not of the mind. I'm going to repeat that again. A fool, in the Old Testament, is not a problem of the will. No, that means they know. We know. We're smart. God has given us the ability to think. But it's not a problem of the mind. It's not a problem of the IQ to be a fool according to the Bible. It's a problem of the will. Even though I know, I just don't want to do it. That God calls that a fool, not a wise. A folly in the Old Testament is primarily a problem of the will, not of the mind. Folly is rebellion against God. Folly is moral depravity. It's a spiritual blindness. And it is social irresponsible towards others. A fool might know all the answers, but his problem is not that he doesn't know all the answers. His problem is that he doesn't want to do the right thing, even though he knows what the right thing to do is. That is a fool. And the book of Proverbs talks so much about, about don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Be wise. So wisdom allows us to rise above the clouds of emotions and biases. It looks beyond the hills of our present circumstances. To see the bigger picture. What does God want me to do? We all need it. God wants to, God has given us practical, godly wisdom in the book of Proverbs, and it's needed in every decision we make in our lives. This is why God gave us the book of Proverbs. So the book of Proverbs is devoted to our practical life. Proverbs are short statements then, drawn from life, from long life experiences. How do we get these short statements? How do we get this book of 31 chapters in the Bible? How do we get these short statements? Who, who wrote these short statements? And how, how was his experience that he wrote so many Proverbs that he gives us now so much wisdom through this book? Well, uh, you know, as they say, once, once upon a time, there was a young man. There was a young man that was going to take the kingdom from his father. This was Solomon. Solomon was going to take the kingdom from his father. And as his father David was dying, Solomon was young and he didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. And God came over to Solomon. As a matter of fact, let's, let's, let's look at chapter, uh, chapter 3 and 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 4. God comes to Solomon. You know, every time there was a transition between kings, just like we have when there's transition with presidents, right? It's a big mess, especially it's a big political mess. And in those times, you know, when, when kings were going to take over, other people in the family were always looking, hey, how, how can we, what can we do? Who can we kill? So the next guy, so it was a political mess. And David was going through a lot. And then Solomon, God comes to Solomon. Solomon doesn't know what to do. And God comes to Solomon in a dream. And, and God says to Solomon, uh, Solomon, God says to Solomon, ask me for whatever you want. Anything at all, and I'll give it to you. Whew. What would you have done if God asked you that question? 
You know, I, I remember when we were kids that we used to see the genie in the bottle? Let's do that. And, and we used to dream, what if, what if that genie would come out? What would I say? What do I want? So whatever you want, is, a lot of times this was really in our hearts, right? So Solomon said, Solomon was, uh, Solomon was, was very smart and, and he was uh, a fearing, he was fearing God. And, and so Solomon replied to God in, in verse 7, 1 Kings 3, 7, he goes, um, Now, O Lord, my God, you have made, made your servant king in place of my father David. But I'm only a little child. And he doesn't say, I'm only a little child because he, he was not a little child. Now, he, he was not chronologically a child. He was a full-grown man, but his expression of, I'm just a child, I'm just a young man, uh, is an expression of humility. And I don't know how to carry my duties. So that was humbleness on his part. And his humbleness, he's saying, Lord, I don't know how to carry myself. A lot of us need to pray that prayer. Lord, I don't know how to carry myself. Lord, I need wisdom from you. Lord, I need you to teach me what to do, how to do it. I need you to show me what the best thing to do. But we got to come in prayer and ask the Lord the same thing. And he goes, your servant is here among the people you have chosen. A great people too, too, too numerous to count her number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern these great people of yours? So much humbleness in Solomon saying, Lord, I don't know. See, see one, one of the pre-requirements for you to obtain wisdom is to realize that you need wisdom. And here is Solomon saying, I, I, I don't know if you ever met a person that you tell them something and, oh yeah, I know. Hey, have you ever met an I know person? They know everything. And it's like, man, man what can I tell this person that I know, I know. And you haven't even finished saying anything when they, I know. It drives me crazy. We had a friend that we call him the I know. Solomon asked for discerning heart. In, in, in one word, he asked for wisdom. I need to know how to do this, Lord. And, and you know what? God was pleased with that. And God came over to Solomon and said, You know what? You could have asked for anything. You could have asked for power, richness. You could have asked for anything you wanted, but you choose to ask for wisdom. So God came over and said, I'm not just going to give you wisdom now. Because you ask for the right thing and you humble yourself. I'm not just going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you riches. I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you everything that you didn't ask for. So the Lord was pleased, verse 10. The Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for a long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked... For the dead of your enemies, but discernment in administrating uh, justice. I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and a discerning heart. Therefore, he is blessed by God. And in First King, uh, First Kings, chapter four, verse twenty. The, 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 I love this verse. 
Because this verse will show us the result of applying wisdom. As Solomon, I mean, I wish our government would do the same thing that King Solomon did, right? Because as, the, as Solomon applied wisdom, you, you remember when, when, when the two women were fighting for the baby? That was Solomon. I mean, who would occur? Get the baby, cut it in half. <laughs> he was like, come on. That, that's, that's wrong. So I know what I'm doing. And then the mother said, no, don't do that. Give it to her. And then Solomon knew who the mom was, right? Wisdom given by God. When you get wisdom given by God, it's a lot better than when you think you're smarter than God. Because a lot of times we live life like that. We live life making decisions on our own opinion. And then God is like, no, you're so wrong. You're not leaning on me. You're leaning on your own understanding. And that's why things keep on going wrong over and over and over. And a lot of times we come back and we say, Lord, why is this happening to me? It's because you made that decision according to your own understanding. Not according to my understanding. Not according to my word. But the result of Solomon applying wisdom in Israel while he was a king in Judah and Israel, it says in 1 Kings 4.20 that the people of Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand of the seashore. Watch what they were doing. They were so happy. They ate. They drank. Who likes that? I love food. Don't put food in front of me. Especially if it's Mexican or Thai food. And they were happy. You know why, you know why they were happy? Because they had a king who was ruling with wisdom. With the fear of the Lord. Life was good under King Solomon. From a purely political, historical nation building human perspective, Solomon's reign was the pinnacle of Israel's history as a country. God gave Solomon 420. He says that God gave Solomon wisdom and very great insight and a bread of understanding as measureless as the sand of the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the East and the West, greater than all the people of Egypt, and his fame is spread all, all to the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs number 1,005. He described plants, life, for, for the cedar of the Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of the walls. He also thought about animals, birds, this guy had a lot of, not just knowledge, but he had a lot of wisdom. And he would talk to people about all these reptiles and fish. Men of all nations came to listen to Solomon. Do people like to listen to you? How much wisdom do you speak with? He said that the kings of the earth were sending their people also there so they can listen to Solomon. All this was great because he was making decisions in life with God's wisdom. Life can be, can be great when you make your decisions with the wisdom God gives you. He had the ability to make the right decisions. He had the ability to, uh, to, to make the right God-honoring, life-producing decisions. 
So, so, so do we, right? We also have the ability. Now, the question is, do we do it? Solomon brought a time of unparalleled fame and prosperity to the nation of Israel. So the book of Proverbs is all these experiences that Solomon had, and he wrote 3,000 Proverbs and 1,005 songs. All the experiences that Solomon lived, good or bad, he wrote them there, and he gave us a book that is called Proverbs. So, it's like when you tell your kids, right? When you tell your kids, hey, don't do this. I already went through that. And you don't tell them the whole story because you don't want them to know the bad things you did, right? Right? And then you, but you just tell them the short statements. That's what Proverbs is, okay? So Solomon is like, I don't want to tell them everything. But I'm just going to tell them a short statement so they can learn from that. So your parents have wisdom. And in their wisdom, hopefully they have wisdom, right? So in their wisdom, they give you the short statements to tell you, don't do this. Because if you do this, this is the way it's going to go. If you do that, that is the way it's going to go. If you, wanna, if you do the right thing, God is going to bless you. If you do the wrong thing, there will be consequences. So the book of Proverbs is the wisdom that continues to speak to each new generation. It's Solomon's greatest legacy. So this is how we got these short statements from Solomon's knowledge of life. And he put them together for you and I. So now, now that we know the treasure of wisdom that we have in, the hands, in our hands uh, in the book of Proverbs, what do we learn? The, the first thing that I want to share with you that we learn is that our world, with no doubt, our, our world is in need of wisdom. Our world is in need of wisdom. The way things are going, nothing close to what uh, Israel experience, uh, was experiencing under Solomon's reign. They were eating, drinking, and happy. The way things are going today, most people are not happy. In our nation, most people are not happy. People are struggling. People are struggling to discern right from wrong. I am shocked. I'm amazed the things people come up with. Let, let me just share a couple of these things. And I hope I don't offend anybody. It's not my intention to offend anybody. But it is my intention to tell you what the Word of God says. Gender identity. Oh, today I woke up feeling I'm a horse. So you're a horse. Nobody can tell you. You want to be, you want to be point and name as a horse. You got to be, you got to talk to that person as a horse. Well, tomorrow I feel like I'm a tree. So now I'm a tree. So, so people are struggling discerning right from wrong, just because of all the junk that people are getting in their head. It's not just gender identity; it's sexual preferences. And the more you watch TV, the more you watch programs, TV shows, the more you see that in a lot of these TV shows, man, they put so much stuff that they didn't put that back in the 80s, right? Or in the, in the, in the 70s or in the 60s, much less. It was black and white. Now it's color. In other words, now it's everything. 
mental and spiritual darkness in our world. And, and you know, then you get this transgender stuff. It's like a person feels like, you know, a, girl feel, a guy feels like he's a girl. Now he's got to go get an operation. And because he gets an operation, then he becomes a girl. And then all of a sudden, what if two months or two years from now, he feels that he's a, a guy again? You know how many suicides are happening because of that? You have a high rate of suicides in the world because people don't know who they are. I know who I am, thank God. But a lot of people don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. They don't know how they are. They don't know how to function in life. A lot of mental and spiritual darkness. Influencers showing our young people a fake life. You know, they show all these blink blink, right, in, 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 in the social media. And our young people think, oh, that, that's really cool. Let's follow that. That's, that's, that's similar to what God told the prophet Jonah. He told Jonah in chapter 4 of Jonah, verse 11, people who cannot tell their right hand from their left hand. Can you imagine that? So we're, we're similar to the times of Nineveh. In Nineveh, this is exactly what was happening. People didn't know what was right from wrong. They didn't know how to discern. They didn't know how to distinguish. So God gives us all this book with knowledge and wisdom so that we learn how to discern, so that we learn right from wrong. Most people want to be right on their own opinion. And that's why God says in Proverbs 14, 12, there is a path before each person. We all want to be right. But I have news for you. We're not all right. There is a path that it looks perfect. There is a path before each person that seems right. But it ends in death. So at the end of the day, you only bring calamity to your life. But, we, but, but don't, don't we Christians have the same struggles in our personal lives? I mean, remember what the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 7? Because we can judge the world. And we can say, man, the world is a mess. No, we're a mess too. Sorry to be so honest. But we're a mess. Remember what the Apostle Paul said in chapter 7 of Romans? The Apostle Paul says, hey, what, what I have to do, I don't want to do. And what I'm supposed to, what I'm not supposed to do, that's what I want to do. It's like, when, it's like when I talk about ice cream, right? You guys know how I struggle with ice cream. I'm not supposed to eat ice cream, but I want to eat ice cream. I'm not supposed to eat churros. I went to eat two, I confess. I ate two of them last night. Filled with cajeta and vanilla. Oh man, I had to go do five miles after that. So I can burn some of that when I went to the gym. Not wise. But I know that I'm not supposed to eat that stuff. But I wasn't wise. I ate it. And that's what we do. What we're supposed to do, we, we, we don't want to do what we're supposed to do. We struggle. Paul says, I struggle. What I need to do is I don't want to do. And, and what I don't have to, what I'm, what I'm not supposed to do, that's what I want to do. I struggle with this in life. So we need wisdom. But we need wisdom applied to make the right choice. Our world is in need of God's wisdom to make the right, the right choice.
It is not the way that seems right to me or to you. Because a lot of times we're like, oh, but I have an opinion. But my opinion, God is not worried, concerned about your opinion. I'm sorry to be honest with you. God says, this is what I say. This is what I want. Deal with it. But a lot of times we're like, you know what? Pastor was so hard from the pulpit. I'm not trying to be. It's what God says. I'm just trying to give it to you honest the way it is. God's opinion, His wisdom, is what we need to care for. Number two, where do we find this wisdom? If the world needs wisdom, where do we find that wisdom? How do we obtain it? It's simple. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10, it says, The the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You want to be a wise person? Show that you fear the Lord. Uh, Does it mean you got to be afraid of God? Does it mean you got to run away and hide yourself from God? No. That's not what fear of the Lord means. Fear means, fear fear is, it, it means a healthy sense of reverence. When you fear the Lord, you have a healthy sense of reverence, a moral mindset. Respect for God. That, that is where wisdom begins. So, so let, me, let me ask you something. It's like when you're driving yourself to church, right? You're driving to church. What's really in your mind when you're driving to church? Are you driving to church thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to come to church. I'm going to, do, I'm going to fulfill my duty. It's my duty to go to church on Sundays. I'm going to go see my friends. We're going to drink coffee. We're going to eat donuts. Oh, I hope Tim brings that chocolate donut that I like. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to hang out with my friends at church. Is, is that what you think when you're coming to church? Or when you're driving yourself to church in the morning, you're really thinking, and just be honest with yourself. Are you thinking, God, I'm coming to church today because I really want to hear from you. I really want to change my life in these areas that I'm struggling. I really want to hear your word and be able to apply your word in my life because there are things that I'm dealing with. There are things that I'm struggling with. You know, what are you... Are you, are you and that is reverence to the Lord. That is reverence. That is respect to the Lord. Because it's easy to come to church because we have come to church for many years. And we're just used to it. It's part of our daily, our, our weekly routine. A person who fears, respects, and has reverence for God and God's Word. A person who fears and respects God is a person who acknowledges, I am not God then I don't get to make my own definition of good and evil. Because a lot of times people, no, I got my definition of good and evil. Well, tough. It's only God who can do that definition. Only God knows what's good and evil, right and wrong. And He describes it in His Word. And you are supposed to learn from there and live according to what the Word of God says. What to do, what not to do. It means I need to humble myself before God and embrace God's definition of right and wrong, even when that is inconvenient for me. That is fearing of the Lord, is respect. To properly understand the world and our place in it, we have to recognize He is the author of it all. 
He's the center of it all, not me. The world, I don't know if anybody has told you this before, but if nobody has, I will be the first one. The world doesn't revolve around you. Ouch! You didn't know that. You, You know now. And we have to give God the respect and the reverence, the reverence that is due to that position. He is God and I am not. Number three. What are the results of ignoring or obeying God's wisdom? What are the results of ignoring or obeying God's wisdom. Uh, first, I, I want to show you the seven pillars of wisdom first. Uh, let, let's look at these verses in Proverbs chapter 1. We get seven pillars of wisdom. You, you leave trying to accomplish these things in your life, and you, I, I can assure you you're going to have a better life than if you don't. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction... For understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction, prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. For giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Look, there is five pillars of wisdom right there. Instruction. If you think you're old enough that you don't need to learn anymore, you're wrong. Because we should be willing to learn until the day we die. There's always to learn. So receiving instruction, there's nothing bad. Reading books. Taking a class. Getting instruction about life. It never hurts anybody. Because you can share that instruction with other people too. So getting instruction, understanding, understanding what God wants, understanding the instruction you receive, and then being having a prudent behavior. Have you ever met a person that is unprudent? Whew, man. Those people that just talk because they, they, they got lips and mouth. And it's like, man, you need to shut it. What you're saying is not very wise. A lot of lack of prudence. Knowledge, discretion. And then it says in verse 4, For giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young, let the wise listen. That's why we talk more than what we listen. Listening is one of the pillars of wisdom. We will be talking one Sunday. We're going to be talking about listening. So I hope you guys listen really well the way you guys are today. Discerning for the understanding of proverbs and parables, the saints and the riddles of the wise. And then that section finishes with the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of knowledge. But fools, fools, not people that, are, that don't have the IQ. They just are not willing to obey God. Despise wisdom and instruction. So, uh, what what we see here is that, uh, the one thing that I want you to see here is the wisdom is available to all. Wisdom is available to all. Let's go to the next slide. Wisdom is available to all. So, nobody can say, you know, God is just not giving me the wisdom. 
Because in the book of James, it says that if we need wisdom, what, what should we do? Ask. And God, what, what is God going to do? God will give it to you. God will give you the wisdom you need in the moment you need it for when you need it. And so, wisdom is available. Look at this. Proverbs 1, 20, uh, all the way to 23. It says, wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls the, to the crowds along the main street, to those gathering in the front of the city gate. Wisdom is personified as a woman in this text. As a mother telling her son what to do. It's also, uh, but it's also telling that, you know, I'm here. Wisdom is available to you guys. It's so much information, but there's not a whole lot of wisdom. How long you simple tongues? Check that out. Verse 22. How long you simple tongues will insist on being simple minded? Wisdom is here. The advice you need for life is here in the Word of God. But how long is it going to be before you really listen? How many times do you have to hit yourself on the wall before you finally say, I know. I need to listen. How many times have we crashed? How, how many times have we bumped into the same rock over and over and over? And God is saying, but I've been telling you, this is what you're supposed to do. The Word of God keeps on telling you what you're supposed to do. How long you simpletons will, ins- will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers? Imagine, people even mocking God. Mockers. Relish. You're mocking. How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. Wisdom is available to all. You just have to ask. You have to read the book of Proverbs. But even though wisdom is available, it's important that we understand that wisdom is ignored by most people. You know, wisdom is ignored by most people. And this is what Proverbs verse 24 says. I called you so often. Is wisdom speaking to us? I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reach out to you. But you pay no attention. Have you ever given somebody an advice and you think they're listening to you, but their mind is somewhere else? (laughs) And it's like, oh, then they go, they make a mistake, they go against what you told them to do, they go make a mistake, and then they come back crying, and they're like, I don't know why God does this to me. And you're like, well, I told you not to do that. Well, you did? Did you really do that? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. And then they come and blame God for the results. So, so wisdom is saying, I reach out to you. You ignore my advice and reject my correction I offer. So I will, so when you finally come, you know, a lot of times we only look for God when we need something. And wisdom says, then when you finally come, I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will laugh when you're in trouble. I will mock you. But who was the mocker before? I will mock you when your disaster overtakes you. When calamity overtakes 
you like a storm, when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone, and anguish and distress overwhelms you. When, cry, when you cry for help, I will not answer. There they, anxious, they, they anxiously search, me, search for me. They will not find me. Why? Because most people ignore wisdom. But we cannot finish without saying that. What if you listen? What if you listen? If you listen, it's very simple. If you listen, Proverbs one thirty three says, But all who listen to me will leave how? Do you guys want to have peace in your life? You know, if there's one thing that I want in my life, I'm, I'm, I'm 52, and there's one thing I tell people all the time, all I want is peace. I want to get home, and I want to make sure I can enjoy peace. You, you want to have peace in your life and trouble by fear of harm? That you're not afraid that something's going to harm you? Listen to Proverbs. Listen to advice, to godly advice. Listen to the Word of God. But all who listen... To me, we live in peace and trouble by fear. Proverbs 3 also says that blessed are those who find wisdom. Those who gain understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields be, be, better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. Wisdom will give you blessings if you apply wisdom. Reject wisdom and you will pay the consequence for that. But I'm sure you all know that. The question is that if you know that, the question is do you live accordingly? Then you're wise. The book of Proverbs and wisdom continues to speak to you and to the generations to come. The book of Proverbs is... is, for every person in every season of life. It's a guide for living wisely and well before God. Every proverb addresses one limited slide of reality. They are written to help people to avoid folly. And people often pursue folly and opposite extremes of any spectrum. So... Which proverb do you need to focus on depends on your situation. If you, for example, if you're a person that talks too much, then you need to read the proverbs about talking too much. If you're a person who's lazy, then you need to read, read the proverbs about laziness. If you're a person who's prideful, then you need to read the proverbs about prideful. If you're a person who doesn't have vision in life, then you need to read Proverbs about having vision. If you're a person who doesn't like to plan ahead of time, read the Proverbs about planning ahead of time. Listen to its wisdom. And you will avoid a lot of pain in life. The writer of Proverbs is saying here, that Proverbs requires discernment in order to be helpful. You have to learn to discern the Proverbs. 
But, but when, they, when you study the Proverbs, when you meditate on the Proverbs, when you memorize the Proverbs and put it in practice and celebrate and invoke God's help, they will change your life. They will change your life. Why else would God devote an entire book of the whole Bible to interrupt the narrative of the Old Testament, right, for a book of wisdom if He didn't see the importance of a book of wisdom like Proverbs for your life and my life? This will not sound too theological, but it is absolutely true what I'm going to say right now, and I'm going to finish with this. Uh, it might not sound theological, too theological, but it is absolutely true because people have the tendency to do, and, and forgive my French, dumb stuff, unsmart, stupid, oops, sorry, stupid stuff, unwise, unsmart things. People tend to do unsmart things, dumb things. That's, that's not the whole truth about us, but it is, it is an important part of truth that we do sometimes do a lot of dumb stuff. We make bad decisions about us. Uh, you know, it, it's a truth about us. We keep on doing things that we know are going to destroy us. We all do. Oh, this is hurting me, but you continue doing it. If not, ask, ask somebody who has problems with alcohol. Why don't you stop drinking? If you're an alcoholic, stop drinking. If you're a person who can never say no to people and will always say yes to everything, you know what? Uh, you know, it's destroying you. Because you're not having peace in your life because you're always busy doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. It is not all. It is not all... It, it, it is true about us, but it, it's a reality. People do unwise things. And what's worse, what's worse is that we will do them year after year, day after day, and somehow we do not learn from the pain. Have you ever done something that has caused you pain in your life? Has caused pain in your family's life. And you continue doing it anyways. A lot of people do. And then you know what's funny? That's not funny. It's sad. Is that we come and blame God for it. Proverbs 19.3 Proverbs chapter 19 verse 3 says, A person's own folly leads to their ruin. A person's own folly leads to ruin. So, what leads me to ruin is my own folly, my own bad decisions. But then it says, Yet, their hearts rage against the Lord. God, why are you doing this to me? God didn't do it to you. You did it to yourself. The, the truth that I want to finish with is that the real cost of most of my pain, a lot of times, is me. I'm going to say it again. The real cost of most of my pain is me. It's my bad decisions. One old statement goes like this. If I could kick in the rear the person who caused 
you the most trouble in your life, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. You will be kicking yourself in the rear. Life is so full of decisions. And so many times we make the wrong decisions based on our own abilities, based on our own thinking, based on our own desires, on our own emotions. We don't even pay attention to God's wisdom. This wisdom is applied. The wisdom of God should be applied to the early earthly conditions. Challenge yourself to read one proverb a day. We, we're going to be on this book for seven weeks. We're not going to do the whole book of Proverbs. It, w- it would be impossible to do it in seven weeks. But every year we're going to take seven weeks until we finish the whole book of Proverbs. So this, this, this time we're going to take seven weeks and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the power of your words, for example. We're going to talk about how, how do you make decisions in life. We, we're going to talk about anger management in case, in case you're one of those who get mad. Like me, yeah. Anger management. We're going to talk about friendship in the nature of individualism. We're going to talk about learning to listen more than what we talk. And we're going to talk about destructive pride. So if any of that, by any chance, if any of that you need, come. Because we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about a wise man and a wise wife. Wisdom, most needed. But it all starts with the respect and the reverence to God. So I will ask you, I will plead with you, I will beg you. When you're driving to church every Sunday, on Fridays, or whatever day you come to the Bible studies, don't don't drive thinking, I'm going to go see my friends. It's okay that you think that. But think, but above all, I'm coming to church because I want to hear God's wisdom. I want to hear the Word of God. I want to give God the respect He deserves. I want to give God the reverence and the respect He deserves. That is the beginning of wisdom. Then you will begin to be a wise person. And He will tell you how to live your life. You live your life listening to God, your life will be blessed. You live your life away from God, you will have a lot of troubles in life. Then you'll come back and say, why didn't I hear wisdom? Why didn't I listen? Why didn't I pay attention? But a lot of times, when people get to that point, it's when you're already in trouble. Don't wait to be in trouble. Listen to God. Listen to God before you're in trouble. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much, Lord, for the truth that has been given to us from the book of Proverbs this morning. We pray, Father, that you will help each one of us to understand these things. To understand the the, the folly, the being a fool, is not about an IQ. But it's about the will, the desire to obey you, to listen to you. But wisdom has the rewards that you want us to experience in life. Help us. Help us be obedient. 
Help us to understand that you are the only one who can judge between right and wrong. Who can tell us according to your word was right and wrong, was right from left, left from right. It is you, Lord, that we come and respect. We need the wisdom. The world needs wisdom. But we are ready for the next seven weeks to come and hear you talk about wisdom in all these areas in our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.